My name is Braden Quishan. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Welcome. This is the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Ryan Wynn, a reporter for the Emerald, and I'm here with the current ASUO president and next year's ASUO president. If you would just introduce yourselves. Yeah, hi, I'm Amy Shank. Um, I'm the current ASUO president. Hi, my name is Maria. You she, her, hers, and they, them, there. And I'm next year's ASUO <laughs> president. Yay! <laughs> and we're here to talk about the current state of ASUO and what's going to be happening next year. So, Maria, let's talk to you first. So, first of all, how do you feel having just found out about the election results yesterday? First thought is, is uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten a lot of time to process it. Um, I went to bed really late and then I woke up and I had to do some stuff, some meetings this morning. So it's very exciting. Um, I'm super grateful for all the work that went into it from my slate members, my core team and like all the community at large for folks who like donated and also gave great advice and were like emotionally supportive. Um, Amy was pretty validating throughout the process so that was really nice um so I think I'm just really like ecstatic right now and filled with a lot of joy for people for a lot of different people for being um down with our cause Amy how do you feel it's all surreal I guess like I'm finishing up my term that was kind of the first feeling and just like Maria I haven't fully processed everything yet and I I'm so excited though um I cannot I guess express how um excited I am for Maria and um, two vice presidents that are amazing, Amani and Ivan, an amazing slate of activists, uh, people that truly care about students on this campus to come in and do some amazing work building student power, continuing it, accelerating it, and getting things done. So I'm super excited for the future and to kind of get updates on Facebook or check back <laughs> in all the time. Um, and also excited to kind of transition out, finish up my year, um, finish up things I've been working on and get a break um in a few months so i'm also excited sad to leave my position but i'm i'm pretty excited to get a break so yeah yeah and you endorsed ducks together a few days ago during the election season do you want to talk some more about that yeah um so i mean i've known maria i, I think you did you run on this last year? yeah <laughs> yeah so i've known her known for a while um yeah and know marie throughout different um i think activities on campus and amani and ivan i've worked with for a while um so for throughout the election cycle, um, I've always been watching and making sure um, the folks on the slate, just checking base, seeing if they need anything. Um, and I wanted to kind of make my in- endorsement as Amy Shank, you know, as um, as timely as possible in the process. So um, I, as you saw yesterday, endorsed and because I believe truly um, student power relies, lies, should lie in hands of people who truly care about the campus. And um, Maria and her slate specifically are going to do that. And I wholeheartedly believe that um, as well. And the other slate I th- had amazing folks on it. I think, um, you know, the presidential candidate has some cool ideas. I think, though, for the purpose of where I stand on students, especially having women in positions of power, um, I truly believed that not only Maria would do an amazing job, but it was important and essential for her to be in office. Yeah. Now let's talk some more about your experience when you first came into office. Now, when you were first elected, your campaign was the only campaign running. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't a huge surprise <laughs> that you were elected. I would have been shook if I wasn't elected, which would have been <laughs> weird. But I, I mean, it could have happened. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. I guess a big surprise. It was okay. We're doing it. So it was kind of just that official sort of mark 
How did you feel on your first day in office, exactly? Yeah, so I transitioned around the same time, like May. Um, had good feedback from Quinn um, in that year, um, but just kind of smoothly transitioned in with my group. Um, and it was good. I mean, it was it was stressful because it's like, wow, this is a lot and a lot that I don't know about. Um, I know about tuition. I can speak about that for a while, but I, I didn't know a lot about the processes involved in my position in ASUO. So it was a lot, it was a huge learning curve right off the bat. Um, but Becky was there to help me, our advisor, Becky Gervin. Um, and then I ended up going abroad pretty quickly after that um, for, for the summer. So that was kind of like a weird um, way to start my term. But definitely it was really amazing getting, obviously staying on the phone as much as I could while I was abroad, um, answering emails every day, answering phone calls, um, being in touch with folks and having that introduction. So although the transition was different than I guess a normal ACO transition, it was definitely a huge learning curve and, um, but a really humbling one at that as well. I got to meet so many amazing people from around the campus. I'm like, oh, you know me. <laughs> so that was also a little weird, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Quinn Haga was the ASUO president before mm-hmm. you, correct? Yeah. So early in your presidential career, I was just wondering what some of the obstacles you encountered early on were besides the learning curve that you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of different things like learning curve, I think it was the biggest one. Learning curve in learning again, requirements of my role, um, what I can do early on, what is in my capacity in my position. Um, another big one um, was working out the structure of a core team, um, working out a structure of myself, Vicki Kim, and Tess Moore, my two vice presidents, um, working out how they were going to fit in and the work they were going to do, and establishing expectations and norms was a big learning curve for me, and having that sort of leadership and that um, the capacity I needed to take to ensure that my team would function well and do well this year and, and thrive in the projects that I know they can do well and I want to work on. So for me, that was a big learning curve and hiring, which is always really weird. And I never thought about like, oh, hiring questions. Nobody ever teaches you that. I was like, oh, so, I mean, maybe some classes do, but I never got a class on that. So learning curve there too. Um, so those are the very preliminary ones, just kind of getting my team as in core exec and the executive team up and running, getting started, motivated and invigorated for the year ahead. So that was kind of the biggest one. Yeah. So during your ASUO presidential career, what do you feel has been your biggest mistake so far? Biggest mistake? Oh. Damn. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. No, I. that's a good question, though. Um, I mean, starting things earlier than I need to, if that makes sense. So building relationships early on, um, whether that's in a tuition field, food security, getting meetings started before I even think I'm going to need them. Um, and making those relationships early. I know for a few things um, with relationships with different either faculty or administration on campus, I didn't make till I was back in country or midway through fall term. And that kind of slows up the process if I need to speak to them on something regarding food security. Like, you know, how do I implement How do I connect with the real estate team? Where's the real estate team to look at food pantry locations? So I guess the biggest mistake of me is just taking that under my wing and realizing, no, I have the ability to reach out and just to ask um, for that meeting and set that up. So I think it was gaining that courage um, later on, like later on as in like partway through fall term um, to actually just reach out to people and have those preliminary meetings to make build relationships. So kind of my biggest mistake, but I mean, I learned a lot from it. So yeah, yeah. And is there anything that you're leaving behind that you just wish you could have fixed in your time here? Yeah, <laughs> there's, a lot. there's a lot of things. I wish I had. I always tell people because they're like, well, you're a student first. And I was like, yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so many, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're a student first. Um, I'm like, OK, yeah, sure. 
Fall term, I didn't believe it. Winter term, started to believe it more. Spring term, I'm like, oh, I'm writing a thesis. I'm a student first. Um, <laughs> so I, I think for me, um, one of the, the things that I wish I could, I wish I could fix so many things at the university. I think, you know, I wish it would have gotten tuition lower if no tuition increased at all. I wish differential tuition did not pass. Um, I wish I would have started a food pantry. Um, I actually solidified it. And I mean, we were getting funding for it. So that's another no. I can have to go. Um, but, um, you know, solidified and actually made like bigger movements. I'm, I'm the type that has very high expectations for myself. Um, so I wish I would also like come in with realistic expectations of the work I want to do. Um, so the things, yeah, I didn't really want to accomplish revolve around my main campaigns. Um, but I think we accomplished little uh, things within that that really accelerated things on campus. But um, also taking into consideration that I am a student first. And I guess that's more of a personal thing. But things I wish I would have done is take a little bit more time for myself because we are students first um, and serving students um, takes a lot of capacity. So, Now, do you have any advice to give to Maria as she takes your role for next year? I'll probably give more later because <laughs> I'll think of it, but on the spot. Um, I don't know. Um, that's a really good question. We Is can that... wait until later if you want to answer that and think about I mean answer that later and think about that more I have a lot of yeah. things I right. don't play. do you want to wait until yeah I was going to say let me All come right. up with like a very ethereal yeah. like do this with life. follow the <laughs> stars no but then I'll think of something yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. give me a hot second yeah alright now I want to turn to you Maria and I want to ask what are some of your fears as you as you go into this position this is a big role yeah yeah it is um I guess, yeah, we kind of talked about fears the other day. So, um, you know, like I said, I feel completely um, responsible for how my slate experiences uh, ASUO, um, given that a lot of them are people of color, are working class, um, you know, queer, trans, disabled immigrants. So um, sometimes navigating the ASU spaces can be difficult, um, especially through administration. So I feel like really um, just responsible for how they, how they, you know, thrive through next year. Um, and I feel like if something really traumatic or super racist or something to happen like that would be I would feel like that's my fault because I asked them to sign on for it um and I also had guaranteed to like protect them and be on their side throughout the whole thing so that's one of the things that I think about and I think a lot about my VPs as well because um they're some of the most selfless people I know and I and I do want them to give their full 200 percent and whole heart into it but I also don't want it um to like ruin their grades, you know, I, I do, I do want them to graduate next year. <laughs> um, and I do want them to like have a, a solid senior year. So I, I feel really responsible in how my, my people go through this next year. Um, even throughout this campaign, like I've been consoling, there's two of my slate members who are going on to run off and they feel really bad about it, but I'm like, no, it's okay. Like we're going to get you there. Don't worry. Um, so just like that, like coping with their anxieties and being there for them is something I take really seriously. Um, and then again, uh, I, I think about my work as in I have to be able to go back to my communities like back home and go to the MCC and go talk to my ethnic studies professors and like not let them down in the sense of not um, not being a sellout. And that's that's um, 
something that we talk a lot about in the activist community um when students like get into spaces or take certain internships that are are you know really um traditionally like smile that not frowned upon smile that like where people are like wow it's like a really great opportunity but like not letting that go to your head um and not uh giving back to the community so i think um this Obviously, this position comes with an enormous amount of power and privilege, and I just want to make sure that all of that goes back into benefiting um, the marginalized uh, communities on campus and hopefully like at a larger, like a larger say for the community, especially because this was a community led uh campaign uh like we talked to alumni um past mc like multicultural center uh staff um and just students who've been really invested in in campus organizing so i want to be able to look at them and like them be proud of me um and that's obviously like that's a that's a big uh, <laughs> bite to take so i think those are some things also but yeah i am a little like, yeah, I'm taking notes on what Amy says, because I know even though I do have some experience with ASUO, um, I don't think there's anything that really prepares you for being um, exec without going through exec. Yeah. And before the election results are announced, I was just wondering if you thought you would win. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I did not. Um, because... Uh, so our slate is majority uh, people of color, and historically this campus has only had a few who've like actually won. And, and I had even my closest friends be like, yeah, the underdog never wins, but like your message getting out there is important. So, you know, good job on that. So I was there already mentally, like that we had to work twice as hard to prove ourselves just to get half of the respect that the other slate was getting. Um, and also then when there was like a lot of um, violations of the rules going on, um, for example, like dorm storming is not allowed. Um, but we were like, how, dorms, do you want me to explain it? Yep, sorry. Dorm storming is when you go to the dorms and kind of campaign. Um, that's not allowed for like even like real elections. Like we're not allowed to register voters in the dorms. So especially not student elections. Um, and so the fact that we had heard twice and then a third time of my, my opponent like going and campaigning, I was like, well, shoot, there's so many people in those rooms. <laughs> so I really thought we didn't have uh, an advantage. But then clearly I was wrong because we had a pretty good, pretty good win. <laughs> Yeah, all the Ducks t Together candidates won by more than double their competing candidates. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, even though those numbers uh, were fantastic, um, I still would have liked to see more voter turnout. Um, it's a very small percentage of folks who turn out. Um, and part of that, I also think, is we're not we don't we don't get a lot of time to ground campaign. And I think that's how you mobilize voters in general. Um like for the general population, like those conversations we had educating them on like, oh, this is what your student government does and this is what we're trying to do. Um, I think it's really important because a lot of folks like I would be like, have you ever voted before? And they're like, no. <laughs> so um, and that's fair. Like that's not their fault. That means we have to do better outreach for them. So, yeah. I was just wondering if you feel ready for this position to take it on. You've been a senator already for a while and you've already had you not but not just you 
a lot of members on your slate have had ASUO experience, and I was just wondering if y'all feel ready to take yeah. on this position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're excited. Um, like I said, I feel a lot of positive emotions about it right now, even though I know it's going to be a, an uphill battle. Um, I... I mean, I feel ready to learn, especially we, we're already like planning to meet on Monday to start working through some of the transition stuff and advice. People have already been calling me and giving me advice, too. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm listening. I'm all ears right now. Um, and I know for my slate members, they were like they were like ready for Monday. They just wanted to get on the ground and start talking to folks. Um, and now that we've won, everyone's like, all right, so what do we do now? Because we've been having all these planning meetings and we're like, so like what are we doing this weekend? Like, we're not, we don't have to meet at Sunday. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so um, I think we're definitely ready to get in there and uh, start strategizing as well. That's one thing I don't, I, I don't, uh, for the summer, I like purposely had planned to be here in case I won because <laughs> I want to start getting those strategies and building those relationships like right off the ground to go so that fall term we don't come in and we're like, oh, like who is who um because there's a lot of people to meet and a lot of departments to work with so we um kind of all agreed that we we would get some vacation in the summer but we definitely want to be here to start um getting our foot in the door at least yeah sounds like you have planned to really prepare for the next upcoming term mm -hmm. i was just wondering what you want to do on your first day in office wow okay um so the first day in office is May 25th, correct? Or like, how's it go? I think so. I don't really know. I know it's the end of week eight. I'm out, but it's <laughs> <laughs> 24th or 25th. Yeah. 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 So probably um, some sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like some of the stuff already starts now. Like some of the meetings you have to go through are going like start like this week. Um, but the very first day in office, first hour. We talked about this first hour. We want like some student art in the ASUO um, that's representative of the groups that we support also through ASUO. One of the things I think is really strange is that for at least for Senate, we fund a lot of um, big projects and events this campus puts on, specifically the student unions, but we don't advertise their events. And I'm like, we probably should. So more people would go. And also we funded it. So like we should be going ourselves. Um, so I, I want it to look like a student center because a lot of people that I know also say they don't like going to the ASUO because it looks like a cubicle like workspace, which I think is true. I resonate with that. So I'd like it to look lived in. And then for the rest of the day after we get that um, <laughs> settled, um, I think uh, getting figuring out the food, the food pantry funding. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have yeah. to we have to figure out if we do get the money from the street fair. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of figuring out how that's going to go implemented into that right away. Um, and then also um, I'm, I just heard a really cool idea from Shaq and I'm like, want to figure out how we can like get it. So it's there in fall. They want to do um, from Shaq. Yeah. The student health advisory committee. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank Sorry. I was like the health. Yeah. <laughs> um, they want to do, which I think is so awesome. They want to get a vending machine, a wellness vending machine that will have like ibuprofen and like, uh, like female menstrual stuff, but also have Plan B accessible at a subsidized rate. Um, because Plan B is super expensive if you to buy it over the counter. Um, and it's also less stigmatized to just get it from your campus than to go to like Albertsons, mm -hmm. uh, which is like a religious kind of store. So, 
So I think that's really cool. So I already um, am having a meeting with them next week to figure out if there's a way we can get it from surplus or something or find another way to get that. But that's also, I think, one of the first things on the agenda because I think that sounds really accessible for students. And it's also super sex positive, um, which is how I feel like a college campus should be. Um, but yeah, that's uh, also we got to get hiring probably on the first day too. So we're already like making lists of folks we want to ask and unions we want to go to. But yeah. And I just want to check in with you, Amy, to see if you've prepared some advice. I prepared my advice. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like hearing all this. I'm like, yes. Um, this is so great. I mean, okay, kind of thinking about it, it's really broad, but um, consistent. Like if you ever feel down and there's a day. I had a day yesterday, not not because of the election, but because of just like everything happening and a bunch of really bad meetings I had. Not bad, but just emotionally draining. Um, do you ever have one of those days? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have them, um, maybe differently than I do. Um, obviously we're humans. Um, just remind yourself of like why you ran. Like just go back to maybe that like first time you got asked. I mean that's what I do, and it's like I don't know. It, it's one of those motivating factors that's like very self like self-centered um but for me I, I guess that'd be a piece of advice is just consistently remind yourself why you ran who you ran with maybe a really fun positive moment through, during the election cycle or things like that um for me that those those moments which I, it's so cheesy um but like those really get me through like the toughest toughest days of office whether that's a meeting with the president or um meeting with other stakeholders at the university or just having just a really mentally really weird day um those moments really get me through um i guess so it's kind of weird advice but i keep that in in, yeah with you so yeah i was actually curious because one of the things i thought about before running was like if i have a bad day i can skip class and the only Mm -hmm. one who's held accountable for my grades is myself Mm -hmm. but (laughs) yeah as president you can't you can't afford to not show up to your meetings or not go to your school or go to the events you have to be at so that's actually real helpful because I was thinking about that I was like what happens if you have like a real yeah, bad day yeah <laughs> it's okay to take a break I think that's what I wish maybe that's another thing I wish I told myself is like yeah taking mental health is not only or like just any sort of self-care whatever that looks like for you um is just put it in your schedule I put it in my google calendar on weekends now <laughs> I may turn off my email put it in my google calendar um because I think it's so underrated so many different aspects but anyways but I know that gets me through kind of the toughest maybe just mental all days in the middle of the week and I'm just really hitting like hump day it's like oh geez how am I gonna get through Friday um it's those moments I remind myself like I'm surrounded by amazing people um that truly do care and even touching base with those people that are in like the memories as well also really helps them well thanks but because I'm also super sentimental. I'm a cancer is what happens. So. I'm super sentimental, too. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> this is. The core team and I, you'll see this soon. We're going to get matching tattoos. <laughs> yeah. You mean you, the, <laughs> you mean you and the rest of the presidential slate? Yeah, so my VPs <laughs> and my chief, my new chief of staff, we're going to get DT for yes. Ducks Together. ASU goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even, we don't I'm take not, this I'm lightly. not even kidding. No, no, I'm so <laughs> serious. Where are you going to get these tattoos? Probably like on our finger or something so we can always see it. You know. <laughs> this is great. It's like the permanent geo Snapchat filter from this campaign, but it's on your body. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, like we went through a lot in this mm-hmm. campaign um, and we had all worked together. We hadn't we weren't like friends, friends necessarily, but we became friends over this. And I think I've seen so much uh 
passion from my team, including Slate members, including people who just reached out and were like, hey, I really believe in what y'all are doing. So it was really cool to see that, see everyone come together um, and be supportive. But especially from my core, we've been having planning meetings, planning calls, like we've cried together. I had some folks you know they were real stressed out they threw up together like there's like a lot there's a lot we went through and i don't think anyone will understand unless you've been in it Mm -hmm. but um yeah we are bonded now forever Mm -hmm. and um we really believe in ducks together like (laughs) like put that up on the wall (laughs) um but yeah we're gonna get it tatted so when it when it comes out i'll show y'all maybe we can put in the newspaper we'll be like ducks together (laughs) always remember going to meeting <laughs> you part of it it's like throwing it up like <laughs> say what no well it was great talking to you both yeah. thank awesome. you so much thank you yeah. <laughs>